1: I'm your host, Dory DiCarlo, and you know we are here week after week, show after show, breaking those myths that mompreneurs and business women, especially those of us building our businesses from home, that we're just dabbling in between bake sales and getting our nails done, we're not. We are smart, we are savvy, and we are sharing the wisdom of women in business and in life. And I'm looking forward to sharing today's guest with you. Erin Hansen has worked with parents and children of celebrity and high-profile clientele for over 25 years. She is nationally recognized as an educator and parenting expert, and her work extends to coaching families on how to connect despite difficult circumstances. Erin has studied coaching and conducted research on child development and parenting. She holds advanced degrees and certifications, including being trained by Tony Robbins. Erin is known for her ability to connect with people from all walks of life. She's worked with over 1,500 parents, taught over 2,000 students, presented workshops for over 450 educators, coached over 98 teachers, and spent over 40,000 hours educating teachers and parents and students. Erin's passionate about changing lives, connecting people, and supporting them in understanding one another better. So with all that being said, Erin, welcome to Word of Mom Radio. Thank you
2: so much, Dory, for having me. Very grateful to be on your show today.
1: It's my pleasure. So I would love for you to share what drew you, I know you work with middle schoolers, so what drew you to that specific age group in the education realm?
2: Right. I love to talk about this because I I had the seventh grade teacher from H-E, double hockey (laughs) Um, (laughs) sticks. And when I started, when I got into teaching, I thought I want to be the teacher that I never had. I feel like I got gypped. And I was a good kid, you know, so to have this teacher that clearly didn't like teaching or didn't like our age group, whatever it might have been, and it was really apparent to me, and I just wanted to have connections with my students and to show them that I, I remember that crazy, awkward time. And that's pretty much how, it's, how it started.
1: With everything that's going on now, you have social media and everything else. I think our kids, the mental health aspects of what it is like to be in school now, the pandemic coming back in and everything else, and especially the hormonal changes that go on during these middle school years. Why do you feel it's really important to be looking at these issues at this age?
2: here's where we get um, really serious because after the pandemic or actually during the pandemic we saw suicide rates skyrocket and I mean I'm getting choked up just like thinking about it um, but the rates of anxiety and depression in our kids especially this age group and we're seeing it younger and younger Dory I mean sixth graders seventh graders finding a way you know and, and we're losing them for whatever reason and I mean multiple reasons but I think it's coupled not just with the pandemic and the isolation, but also, like you said, what's going on. There's so many brain changes, hormonal changes, and we need to show them that we see them. Um, They're in a different world right now dealing with social media. Like We didn't have to worry about that when we were watching tv at home when we you know when we were kids this age you know our, our parents knew what we were watching um there was only a certain amount of channels you know the the icky stuff came on like in the middle of the night maybe i don't know you know and so or maybe talking on the phone. You know, I was thinking the other day, like I was telling my husband, I would go around the side of the corner and have the phone cord. And I remember just twisting the phone cord in my finger, you know, talking on the phone. And, or if somebody wanted to call me, they had to leave a message, an embarrassing message on the answering machine. And my whole family heard and would make fun of me, especially if it was a boy, you know. And so your life wasn't so hidden. You know, we did have our little secrets, and we know I'm, you know, rebelled a little bit. um, But it wasn't like uh, the ability that kids have today to kind of hide. And I think also, parents. When I talk to parents, it's really interesting. And I think it's this age group and parents either not remembering their awkward feeling or feeling like they're walking on eggshells with their kid. It's making them or you probably heard it, parents will say, oh, don't worry, they'll come back to you when they're like 18. Just give them a few years. And I think parents are afraid of, of looking their kids in the eye and saying, what's wrong? Like, are you okay? Like they just, you know, the kid retreats to the room and the parents just kind of allow them or go like, I don't know what to do. Or they're asking social media groups, you know, they're asking um, everybody else but the kids. We got we to gotta ask our kids. And I know it's hard because they just want to give us like a, I'm fine or a one word answer or, "Mm -hmm," you know, or cover up with the hoodie. And um, I think that behavior, yes, it's telling us like, kind of stay away from me. I'm feeling awkward. I'm feeling whatever. But in reality, they do kind of want to be seen. They do need us. They really do. Um, But they want us on their terms. I often Tell parents um, something that they could ask their kids is, hey, do you want me to help you problem solve? Do you want just you know, do you want me to listen? Or keep knocking on that door, keep knocking on it and opening it and saying like, okay, I'll give you your space, your privacy, but like you've now had your door shut for a little bit, like let's just open your door for a little bit. I'll I won't bug you, but you know like be you know listen to the sounds of our family. I want to know that you're in here and you know when I'm when you're ready to connect, I'm here and to just keep saying that because. You know, your kids will see that you're really trying and they will come to you eventually, you know, if something's up. But if they feel like you're going to just let them be, then that disconnect just becomes greater and greater. I mean, in any relationship, I think, as, you know, as we all know, if we keep letting that space happen, you know, it's not going to get any better unless we try to make it closer.
1: I think that's excellent advice because parents in today's world, they are navigating, as you said, so much of it is hidden. Because cyber messaging and cyber bullying, we do shows all the time on this. No such thing as a bully is something that we share. And we talk about the suicide rates. because parents just have to be aware. Our parents used to be in our business all the time. As kids, you resented and everything else. And then, oh, I don't want to be that parent. But you know what? That's what kept us out of trouble. That's what kept us safe. And especially now, there's ways on your phone to be making sure that you can monitor things that are going on because even if you become that parent, oh, I'm not going to get my kid a smartphone. doesn't matter. Everybody else has one. So we're on such a fine line. What advice do you have for middle schoolers and families that are struggling with all of these issues apart from knocking on the door and everything else? What else can we tell them? Yeah, I really, I ask parents,
2: okay take yourself back when you were in middle school what do you remember what was your time like i think often either parents really either remember like oh my gosh this was a horrible time i never want to go back or they have this like beautiful idea in their heads and honestly it's kind of the men that have this idea of oh it was a great time i was with my friends and it was like carefree and we were just getting into like little trouble here and there um so it's kind of bringing them back on the page of Do you remember this awkward feeling do you remember um feeling like maybe this kid was looking at you or they're really not do you remember the snickering like do you remember all this kind of icky feelings or do you remember like growing to you know two feet tall or being shorter than the rest and i think it starts with understanding and um and when like just speaking to the parents um when you see your child doing a behavior that automatically you might want to go like What are you doing? Come on, come with us. And, you know, stop doing, stop acting that way or stop, you know, being in such a bad mood or stop, you know, you have nothing to be, you know, in a bad mood about. You have a wonderful life. Like, like, rather than going that route, taking kind of a step back and thinking, you know, they're really not trying to be a bad kid. They're really not trying to be unhappy but there's so many things going on with them that they don't know how to deal with. They don't even know. I, you know, I saw um, one of my clients wrote me the other day and her, her kid texted her. Um, I am so sorry, mom. I just, I don't know why I'm feeling this way. I don't know why I lash out. Like, and, she, and it was really honest and beautiful because the kid doesn't like all of a sudden she's like, my mom's annoying me. I don't know why, but she's annoying me, but at least she could articulate that. And as parents, if we could just take a step back, Think about what they may be feeling inside and then ask them like, hey, are you feeling a little bit self-conscious? Or like, are you a little anxious about something? Or I'm wondering if you are. And even if they go, no, 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 no. It's okay because coming at them in that respect, like asking them and really being, truly being curious and compassionate is going to help your kid open up more. So they might not do it at first. It's gonna take a long time um, in some cases but i think that might be the first step because we just tend to like butt heads butt heads butt heads and my kids just being you know jerk you know or whatever and we could even say like you know you're kind of not being yourself like what's going on and just really ask them from a point of really wanting to know and hopefully slowly they will start opening up to you if you can kind of remember what you felt like you can even start saying um you know i i said i have this um, story that I put in my book about my daughter. She's gonna kill me if she hears me. Um, but <laughs> um, she she was at the pool. We were we were on a little vacation, and um, there was a public pool. She loved to swim, and we were there. And she was just sitting, you know, out of the pool, and just like with her arms folded, and just dressed in her clothes. And I thought, what is wrong? Like she loves to be in the pool. She loves to swim. Well. She was feeling super self-conscious. You know, there were a couple, some other older teenagers there that really were acting very confident in their bathing suits, and she didn't feel as. And I, and I remember it, and I thought, oh, are you not, Are you feeling a little self-conscious? And she, she's like, yeah. I'm like, no problem, totally get you. And then we could have a conversation like, guess what? I know you think other people are worried about you and looking at you, but guess what? They're in their own heads they're worried about what they're, you know, they're worried about people looking at them like, they're worried about what they look like, what they're acting like. But we think like everybody's like, oh, somebody's noticing me, or I have this, you know, out of place or whatever. But really in that age range, they're worried about themselves. You know, they might glance over and have a quick judgment or be critical, but all in all, we're all kind of feeling that way about ourselves.
1: It's so Um, hard, especially in today's world, because we have media. That don't even allow our girls to be girls. Childhood's a journey. It's not a race. And I'm looking at ads, little girls, six-year-old girls in belly shirts and things like that. I'm like, what in the world is going on? And how does this affect our kids? I mean, seriously, Erin.
2: I know. And that's how it's so hard. And being an educator and seeing this and like talking about dress code and then talking about this like women's rights and how we should be able to express ourselves and then and I'm old school and I'm you know I was telling some peers the other day I was like I can't get past this like I just can't get past this my you know and I wouldn't let I don't want my daughter to wear those you know and and I have my own kind of views and it's uh, it's really hard and it's out there and that's all they see and it, it's a purely so, like, it's a purely innocent thing, too, Dory, because, like, my one of my, my younger daughters, she would put something on, and she's I realized that she's seeing it from her dolls, and I didn't even realize, like, her dolls are dressed like that. Really, I just was, like, buying her the latest little doll, and I'm like, whoa, what are you wearing? She's like, Mom, this is fashion. I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess so, but no. <laughs> You know, so it's very confusing because you don't want to put any ideas into their head that they're wearing something wrong because it's purely innocent on their, you know, on their end, too.
1: Absolutely. But again, you have from every television, video, yeah. Yeah. online, media, yeah. no matter right. where you go. Right. And so it is just, it's such a, a tough battle, a worthwhile battle. I applaud what you are doing. We're going to take a quick break, but I can't wait to talk to you about All Stage Coaching and your book because you are really hitting critical information. And at at a time where our middle schoolers, our teenage girls especially, are just at such risk. So I applaud you for what you're doing. We will be back here in just a moment on Word of Mom Radio. We're going to say thank you to our sponsors. We'll be right back. My name is Michelle
3: Jewsbury and I am a survivor of domestic abuse. In 2017, I formed an organization called Unsilenced Voices to help survivors of domestic abuse and gender-based violence worldwide. The organization currently operates in Sierra Leone, Rwanda, Ghana, and the USA. In 2022, we gifted over $33,000 to survivors in the US for transportation, relocation, or childcare needs. In Sierra Leone, we have over 50 girls on a wait list to go through vocational training center in order to get off the streets and better their lives. We are currently looking for volunteers and donors to help in our cause. Please visit unsilencedvoices.org for more information.
1: She is brave. She is bold. She is you. And we want to tell your story. Are you ready to share your journey with us on Word of Mom Radio? Go to wordofmomradio.com and register as a guest. We want to tell your story because when you win, we all win. Are you experiencing insomnia, brain fog, hot flashes, mood swings, and more? These are many of the symptoms women experience on a daily basis affecting the health of their brain and increasing the risk for dementias like Alzheimer's disease down the road. A healthy lifestyle can make a big difference for the health of the brain, but Brain Love Health took it further and created an innovative nutritional supplement, especially for women, to support us through this transitional time, while also promoting better sleep and long-term brain health. Don't wait any longer to help your brain age well. Why let it deteriorate? The health of your brain is in your hands. To begin protecting it today, visit brainlovehealth.com. Dot com. That's B-R-A-I-N-L-O-V-E-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com.
4: We all know a survivor. Some of our friends and family have made it through difficult times. Some of us don't make it. Losing a loved one to cancer, a car accident, or any other unfortunate event can be crippling and unavoidable. But one of the hardest subjects to talk about is suicide. Too often, our youth decide that leaving this place is easier than facing the struggle forced upon them every day. More than one in four children or go to no such thing as a bully.com.
1: Don't let the name fool you. Stadiumbags.com is not just for sports fans. Our clear bags make it easier for you to get into any venue that you go to. And in today's world where we are so concerned about germs, the materials that our bags are made with are strong enough to stand up to the solvents that you can use to clean your bag so you know you come home safely. So check out stadiumbags.com. You'll see why we are the clear choice, because safety, it's in the bag. And we're back with Erin Hansen. We are talking about life with middle schoolers right now, and I want to talk about your coaching, all stages coaching, and your middle school life coaching, because I just think it's just such an important niche that you are in right now. Thanks,
2: Story. Um, Yeah, you know, I, it's interesting the way that this evolved. Um, and I love your podcast and how you talk with mompreneurs because a lot of, you know, we hear a lot of these things kind of evolve into different things that they are now, right? They start in one thing and then you just kind of go with it. And even though I had been a middle school educator for over 25 years, I, I started coaching um, entrepreneurs. And it, I just kind of fell into it where people would reach out to me. I had a wedding design business and I had a couple other businesses, um, up, you know, on my on the side of teaching. And people were coming to me and like, how are you doing this? So I started coaching on budding entrepreneurs, and that's kind of how it started. And I thought, okay, once I became certified, and I thought, oh my gosh, I need to put these coaching strategies into my students and my parents and if they learned these oh my gosh their lives are going to just be so much more easy hopefully um, and so when I when I first created middle school life coach and um, you know people were reaching out to me like fix my kid and I'm just like no 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 no, that's not how it works I work with the whole family I make sure that you know you can't just fix the kid I have to talk with the parents and and work with the parents as well and I I came up with this umbrella of all stages coaching because I feel, you know, I still was getting people in different stages of their lives, And I felt like, although I have, um, you know, this one um, particular middle school life coach program, I I just believe that we can help people in in whatever area they are. Sometimes my clients, they're out of middle school and now in high school. And so while there's a different kind of need that they have, all stages coaching is the umbrella for that.
1: I love that. I really do. Walk us through a coaching session. What do your clients get from you? Yeah, for sure.
2: So first off, we start, so first off, before the coaching even starts, um, I get on a call. I call it a 30-minute zip coaching call. It's no fee. Um, I want to make sure that I can help you. I can help my clients. And I, I turn people away, um, And I it, and I ask the hard questions, you know, and I let them know, I want to help you, sometimes I'll give them referrals, sometimes I'll say, I think you should do this, sometimes I'll say, look, I really can't let you go, but I'll talk with you for a little bit, but ultimately in the long run, your kid might need something different than I could provide, but if it is a good fit, then that gives me a really good insight to the family and to the kids and to see if it's a good fit of coaching, you know, with me. After we do that little call, I do what I call family audit. So another, like, no fee, no fee. I just kind of lay lay it all out there, and I say, this is where I see your strengths. This is where I see your stretches. I ask parents, like, am I on the mark? Are these your goals? Um, If we're aligned and I feel like I got it right, then perhaps we can move forward in coaching together. Um, I always start my coaching with what I call a needs assessment, and it's like an 80-question questionnaire, and um, it takes them through a bunch of different questions in order to figure out what what are the top two most important of the six human needs that they have? So the six human needs, we all have six human needs, and this is part of the Tony Robbins coaching. Um, It's the need for certainty, the need for variety, the need to feel significant, the need for love and connection, the need for growth, and the need for contribution. And at different stages in our lives, we place more importance on certain needs. And when I was going through and becoming certified and helping um, my entrepreneurs and my, um, you know, young adults, I realized, wow, for my middle school kids and parents, a lot of times in middle school, their needs are focused on variety. They want the, the change. They want something different. They want the excitement. Well, the parents' needs our first certainty, right? Like we want to make sure our kids are safe. We want to be certain this is our schedule. They're going to come home to us. They're going to do their homework or whatever it is. And that's a lot of times where our dissonance happens. So we start with a needs assessment with the whole family to figure out what are the parents' needs that are most important what are the kids' needs. And when we understand what each other's needs are and when I can talk to them on, you know, these are your kids' needs, these are your needs, and how we can work together, then um, we can go to the next stage, which is connecting with each other and figuring out ways that they can connect because it might not be the same as um, when they were younger and ways that they connect when they were younger Um, they might have different ideas because you know as teen or preteen and so we start thinking about connecting and Um, talking with each other and coming up with different ideas and activities about how they can connect and that's the second stage and then the third stage and this it's not a nice fine like linear you know it's kind of like an up and down um, coaching and so then the third stage is creating these key family systems so a lot of times when parents come to me and say oh this this is happening in our family this is a point of you know um, you know, problems and fighting and arguing all the time, a lot of times they'll say, well, do you have a system in place for that? Do you have an expectation? Do you have a rule? Do you have a boundary? And a lot of times they're like, no, I never really thought about that. But this problem keeps coming up. So we look at all of these family systems and, and we come up with things together because each family is different. And at that point, I talk with the families and say, you know what? They, uh, a lot of times this, you brought up the device. It's device time. Well, how much device time should they have? And they want to know, should it be a half an hour? Should it be an hour? Should it be during the week, not the week? And I'm like, look, that personally doesn't work for my family. You know why? Because I can't, um, I, I know I can't be consistent as a parent with that. I know I will fail because there will be times that I'll be on a podcast and I'm okay with my kids being in the other room for an hour on a device. (laughs) You know, I mean, I don't know. So that doesn't work for me, but we have other things in my family that we use and other questions that I ask to see what they're doing on the device. Um, And so it's really important for families and parents, especially ones that co-parent. to come up with something that they could be consistent with and they have buy-in and they know they're going to be able to to enforce and that the kids know the expectation and that the parents are going to follow through. And I tell them, the kids might fight you on it at first, but like you said earlier, they like the feeling of security and safety. They like knowing I'm not allowed to eat on the couch or eat in my bedroom and that's just the rule we have on our house and we have no bugs, or whatever it is, you know, they like having these certain rules, and the friends come over, and the friends know the rules, and it just creates a very, yeah, a very safe, um, structured environment where they know what to expect, and kids really need that, you know, it lessens anxiety, and I could go on and on, so that's kind of the coaching stages that I take
1: them through, understanding, connecting, and then developing their own key family system. I think that's awesome, and the reality is, If you give your kids definitive boundaries, they have complete freedom because they know what the rules are. Same rule that was last week is the same rule this next week and this week too. And then they have freedom. It's not confusing. So your book, the motivated middle schooler, how do you feel it is going to help motivate these middle school aged kids and their parents? Thank you. Um,
2: I, I take, people through what I just shared with you um, as far as the three stages and and little um, case studies and vignettes about um, families and middle school kids and what kind of worked for them and then reflection questions. And it's all with the idea that when our kids have a connection, have a relationship, no boundaries and structures, they end up being more intrinsically motivated because they know that you have high expectations they know you care they have a relationship with you or a connection um you're going to help them figure out how to motivate you know them or how to get things done so that way they feel good and when they start having these little feelings of success it's kind of like a nice happy cycle they begin to feel more motivated so well the book does not say, this is exactly step one, how to motivate your kid, or this is step two. It's really based on understanding them to where they can feel like them, they're able to be themselves, and then in turn, figure out, like, uh, more about that, like, when do I do my best work? Um, when do I feel like I really don't want to do that? When do I feel a little bit more, you know, lazy? And when, when do I want to procrastinate? What is that all about? What need is that fulfilling? How can I figure out how to meet that need and like go beyond, you know, how to, what little strategies can I use to do that? So that's kind of, the book is really like an intro and it's meant, um, I, I wrote it because I want to help more people. And I was feeling very, I'm grateful. I love coaching. I love this is, I love it. I love it. But I can't, I can only coach so many people at a time. Oh, thank goodness for Zoom. That's opened up a wide range. So it's not just local now. Um, but I was like, how can I get this message across? And it really stems from the increase in rates of suicide among our kids and stemming down. It's like, that's my why. That's my why. Like, I need to help these kids and I need to help parents so they don't lose their kids, both like literally and figuratively. Right. So that's kind of what prompted this book. It's really short, um, but it's really to see like, how can you help? And then, you know, um, what, what else do we need to do to help you?
1: It's an amazing mission that you're on, Erin. It really is. As we're wrapping up, what do you want to leave our listeners with and how may they reach out to you?
2: I want to say like seven out of 10 parents feel intense pressure um, with parenting, and only 50% of parents say that they feel like they're supported or they have support. And so I wanna first say, you're not alone. You're not alone if you're feeling this way. Um, I also wanna say that when you see those middle school kids You know, at the shopping center or out on the street and they have their hoodies on and they're trying to act tough or they're cussing or they're like, you know, writing graffiti on whatever, you know, I, you know, we're trying to act cool or with the cell phone or making a TikTok or whatever it is. I just, I want you to think of it as a mask and I want you to see what their heart might be feeling and they're good kids. The majority of our kids have good hearts. They want to be seen. Um, they don't feel understood this age group feels very misunderstood and that's why they go to their friends and their peers because their peers understand them that's why when they're away from their friends they're they're down and depressed and anxious because they don't have somebody that can understand them so we need as adults as parents to kind of put ourselves back and to to listen and to, it's really hard to listen without judgment oh I have a I have a 12 year old just turned twelve it's really hard i'm gonna, I'm that critical mom like and this is what nope you gotta just listen because they're gonna know and my daughter calls me on it like oh there you go you're trying to give me a solution i'm like okay so again you could just say you want me to listen or just or help you problem solve and keep saying that question and when they say listen just listen, and and I would say like if somebody's being harmed or you're feeling like you know or I feel like you're in danger, I, I'm gonna have to do something. You know, I always say that my educator you know comes out in me, and I want to leave you leave them with that. And and you could reach me at middleschoollifecoach.com, Instagram, I am Erin Hansen. You can find me Erin Hansen, Google.
1: <laughs> all right, all of Erin's links are going to be live. There'll be a link to her book that you can download. I just want to thank you. The brave thing that you're doing because that those middle school years, those kids now it's, it's work and it's heartfelt work because they're our future. They deserve our time. They deserve our efforts. They deserve everything that we can give to them and share with them and kind of safeguard them from, because it's coming at them from everywhere. So I really applaud what you're doing, Erin. Thank you so much. For coming and sharing with us today for all of you tuning in thanks so much for being with us we're going to close out with, with our fabulous theme song from Smith Sisters and the Sunday Drivers so till next time this is Dori DiCarlo saying go out and create a marvelous you. bye
0: for now she is, sure. she is sure she is strong she is strong she is true